So welcome to uh, Wednesday night. We're uh, we're here again, getting together at least in person a little bit more than before. Yay! <laughs> and I wanted to just start by saying uh, the whatever the Latin name of that exercise we did that Nathan had us do uh, Sunday. I'm never going to remember what that was called, but. You know, as I was doing it, the first thing that I that struck me was the word love in those those passages, and that's sort of overwhelmed everything else about those passages that I was reading. The first thing that came to my mind uh, was this really cool story that I like uh, that was written down by Jerome in 386 A.D. The Latin theologian and historian Jerome writes this story about the end of the Apostle John's life, and that story goes that. As John got older, uh, he wasn't able to stand and preach for long periods of time, and when they would meet, he would only say one thing to the people there, and he would say, little children, love one another. And he would say it over and over and over again. And some of the young men that were his attendants and some of his students, they would kind of get frustrated because they would hear that same thing all the time. And finally, they asked him, you know, why do you just say the same thing over and over again? And John said to them, because if only that it will be enough. And I love that story. I, I think Jerome got it from, you know, down through the generations, but he was, he wrote it down. And uh, now we have that sort of uh, remembrance of the Apostle John towards the end of his life. And then, of course, the second thing is the famous passage that we have in all of the three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Matthew twenty-two thirty-four through 40. And I want to make sure that I don't misquote Jesus here, so I'll read it directly. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now that's Matthew's uh, version. Mark and Luke also tell us the same thing. And Luke follows it up with the parable of the Good Samaritan, which is probably one of my favorite parables. And as I was remembering those two stories, doing our whatever that Latin word exercise is, you know, I got, I got thinking to myself, in all of this complexity that we're trying to deal with, with the social distancing, with the COVID stuff, Republican or Democrat, all the different things that are going on in the world, if we just remember, love one another, it will be enough. So with that, I'll kick it over to Pastor Nate. Thanks. Uh, it was great to be able to share this past Sunday and then hear from many people about how God spoke to you through that text. And it was, it blew me away. I got so many emails, texts, conversations, uh, Facebook messages, just seeing um, how you are engaging with God's Word. And yes, it's hard to remember, Greg. I just call it holy reading. That's the translation. But the word is Lectio Divina, which sounds like a really creepy thing to do that you should stay away from. But in fact, it's a beautiful practice of reflecting on the Word of the Bible. And we are we're so quick to just read through things, really, just read through things really quick and not really give them a second thought as, as, as we need to. And so Lectio is a great way to do that. Uh, listening to the text, immersing yourself in the text, letting it, uh, what they say is you're letting it read you in a way. Yeah, immersing yourself in the scripture and letting it read you. When we were studying our core values, we said um, 
Knowing and obeying, understanding the Word of God is what determines our true success in the faith. And, uh, and the, what we looked at in that study was that uh, the Word says that it's actually God-breathed, which means God in-breathed the words of Scripture as He inspired them. And so there's just a powerful, it's not just another book, but there's actually this presence of God in, in that text. And if you can still your soul enough, you can, you can hear Him speak to you. So many of you shared uh, what you learned, and I wanted to share some of the things that were shared with me. I think this is one of the ways that we, that uh, no matter who's preaching the Bible here at the church, and who will preach the Bible in the future, or who reads the Bible in front of a microphone, or who sings the Bible as we are getting back into singing, we're doing what Paul commended the Thessalonians for, where he said in 1 Thessalonians 2, we thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. So Paul commends them for, for receiving the, the scripture that is given to them, not as human words, but as the word of God for them. And I commend you for the same thing. I think that's a great thing. I've said to my wife in the last, uh, during coronavirus, that one of the things that really makes me confident in my faith as a Christian is there's just something about the Bible. When I read, the, when I sit and read the Bible and really am still and read the Bible, there's a comfort there, there, there's a power there, there's a presence there that's not present when I am doing anything else. And it's just a, a remarkable book. So hearing from you was a great encouragement, and I wanted to share some of what, uh, what you shared with me. And then end with the prayer tonight. So for one person in our fellowship, the verses that God illuminated for them when they were doing this exercise are verses 6 and 10, where it says, He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. And God reminded this person of how important others have been in pointing this person to God. And he led this person to make a list of all the people that God has put in their life over the years to encourage them in their faith and teach them more about God. And, uh, and this person who wrote this to me said they could not stop writing names. They just started making a list. And uh, there were so many people. And eventually this, what this ended with was an act of worship where as this person encountered God's word, they began crying with joy, feeling the love of God for putting these people in their lives. And how incredible God's love is. That God knows that on our own we wander, so he surrounds us with his body to show us how much he loves us and how to love other people. God has given me, this person says, such pleasant memories of so many people that connect me with him. He sent them to me to not only love me, but to teach me and keep me encouraged to keep going. Especially in times like these, where life is a little harder and things are not as comfortable as I'm used to. And the prayer that came out of this for her was, Lord, thank you for your holy word today, this holy word that penetrates my soul and reminds me of your great love for me and all who need to know the good news of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for how you enter our minds and give us courage and strength in all times, no matter what our circumstances. Lord, I, I do pray for the end of this pandemic. Even more, I pray that more people will feel your love and grace because of this time that people will realize that there is more. I pray people will want to know about the kingdom of God. Thank you for this time to focus on you and your holy word. 
Lord, make my love increase and overflow for others. Give my heart your strength, love, and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Beautiful. So encouraging. Another person wrote in, and what God spoke to them was about thankfulness. It says, the thought that came to me in reading today was, was thankfulness. That no matter what is going on in the world today, that we stand firm in our faith and are thankful that God continues to love us, and we should be doing the same for others. Loving one another, being thankful for the blessings that God has given us, and continue to be a light in this world for other people. So I guess it really is more than one word that God spoke to me. Thankfulness, hope, light, love, light, and blessings. The world needs a lot more of this in the times we are in during this pandemic with with the violence and the social unrest. And then there's a prayer. And you can join every time there's a prayer. Let's join and pray together. Lord, we pray that our faith and trust in you will continue to grow stronger. We long to come together again, and we want to share our faith and encourage each other with news of what you have done in our hearts while we have been apart. We pray that our love will increase and overflow to one another and to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone else wrote in and said, I wanted to let you know that the part of 1 Thessalonians 3 that struck out to me was 1 Thessalonians 3.12, where it says, May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. And this person expressed that at times, loving has been fearful for them. Fear of being rejected, fear of being hurt. Growing up in an environment where it's, where it's you know, when you do some loving gesture, it might not be met with, uh, with kindness. And this person, after hearing the word of God in this prayer, they decided it's time to throw off those those bonds that hold us back from loving people, the the insecurities that we have, the fear of it not being reciprocated, and to embrace loving and love from other people. And what a powerful thought that is. Another person wrote in and said, The Lord reminded me that I have been a Christian for 50 years this December. Someone shared the good news with me. Then he brought someone into my life who taught me how to pray and shared the word with me weekly as part of the family of God and would be shown how I fit in the body. And this is nothing that I should ever take for granted. My life would have been very different had I not met Jesus. The amazingness of being part of a family that goes deeper than your blood family. I believe God wants me to become more intentional with how I reach out to other people. The past few months have been difficult, but it's not just about me. I've asked the Holy Spirit to fill me afresh that I can love more people. God wants people found so they can have the joy that I have had. I was so touched to receive these and just joining in the, in the fervor and the prayer and just seeing how the word of God is striking people in different ways and with different prayers. Someone wrote in, I was blessed to view your sermon this past Sunday. The lower some thoughts and imagery that came to mind when meditating on the verses. Verse 8, For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. Today when I reread this, what came to mind is that to live in Christ in the way of the Lord is to truly live. Standing firm on God's promises is where our souls find true freedom. Freedom from anxiety and fear about the future and things beyond their control. Verse 10. Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Today rereading this verse, it makes me think that fellowshipping with the body of Christ can bless us with scripture, words, and truths that help supply what is lacking in our faith. Also a reminder that I should pray that when I gather together with the body of Christ, I can hear a word from God and can help build someone's faith, or that I can have an open heart to accept words that God wants me to hear or learn to build my faith. Verse 13, may he strengthen your hearts 
so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with all of his holy ones. On Sunday, all I could see with this scripture is the imagery of a broken or cracked heart being held together by a string being pulled tight. In other words, picturing God strengthening a heart. I feel this is a reminder to ask God to strengthen my heart. A reminder that a broken heart does not have to stay broken if we ask God to mend it, to fill the voids of the damaged heart. He will strengthen the heart. There are holes and voids in our heart that only the Lord can fill. That we often seek to fill with other things, just to find that it drives a deeper wedge in our heart and our faith in Christ. We must look up always. In the lowest, darkest points in my life, I used to remind myself that if I'm at rock bottom or the lowest in my life, then there's nowhere else I can go but or look but up. It's beautiful. Seeing the way that this word is hitting people meant a lot. Going back into the text, I just wanted to read read this one more time. First uh, Thessalonians 3, 6. But Timothy had just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us, that you long to see us, just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our Lord and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all of his holy ones. For everyone that is listening, that is watching online um, and here today with me, I wanted to, um, to share a prayer based on the scripture that we can all pray together as we are kind of wrapping up our time together. So if you'll join me in prayer. Father God, we have, we have longed to see each other. And we, we were taken away from each other's presence rather abruptly in early March. Not by our own choosing, along with the rest of the world, having to, to distance ourselves from one another. And we have been, as, as a body, longing to be back together. There were many, there is much momentum happening in your body when this whole thing happened, Lord, in the different ministries of the church. And we felt we were entering a new season, and things got interrupted uh, by, by this time. But we trust that during COVID 19 and during this time, that you have been working even this set of circumstances for the good of your body, the church. And I believe that you have been working for the good of every person in this room, of every person who is listening to my voice on the internet, that you have been working this uh, difficult and dark time for good in our individual lives and the life of our church. And for this, Father, we give you thanks. And we are thankful to see one another again. And we pray that in the coming days, as we, as we are coming back together in fellowship, that we would be able to supply for one another what is lacking in our faith. Uh, it's been very challenging to be apart from other people that we normally rely on for comfort, for insight and wisdom, for prayer, for just a hug and a touch of fellowship. It's been very hard, and there has been 
for many people uh, a missing link between in, in their faith during this time in a whole and I and I pray that in the coming weeks that you would supply what is lacking in the faith of anyone in this church whether that be um, theology what they believe whether that be emotionally you know what they're what what they need emotionally spiritually physically um, in terms of jobs and career and income and uh, in safe environment to live and grow uh, Jesus, we, we pray that you would supply what is missing and that you would use us to, to supply what is missing in each other's faith in the coming days. We thank you that you have cleared a way for us to come back together, though it would be different. And I pray, Lord, along with Paul, for New Life Fellowship, for everyone that's listening to the, to the sound of my voice, that you would make our love increase and overflow for each other. Uh, this is a profound prayer, we realize, because so many things get in the way of us actually loving one another. We judge one another. We are, we are very harsh with one another. We evaluate each other uh, based on our own standards and, and think terrible things about one another at times. But Father God, I pray that our love would abound for one another and that it would be rooted in your grace. Father, we remember that when we are still in our sins, you came and died for us. That while we are still your enemies, you went after us and gave your life for us. We remember that you forgave those people that crucified you. That you were a peacemaker. And so we want to love based on that same grace you've shown us, Father. We can never repay the debt of love that you have um, poured on us, nor do you require us to. But there is an outstanding debt to love one another in this universe because of what you did on the cross. We can never love another person as much as you have loved us. We can never accept another person as much as you've accepted us. And we can, and I just pray that our love would abound for one another, that as we continue to come together, we would love each other based on the grace of Jesus. Secondarily, God, we pray in this scripture that our love would overflow for everyone else. And Father, I'm so thankful for this inspired word from you. Because even many in our own tribe, um, many religious people, they have conditions on love. They say, we'll love you when you believe the same things we do. We'll love you when you do the things that we approve of. We'll love you when you vote for the right person or do this or that. Father, I pray that our love would increase for everyone else. That we would grow in love for people, not because they're similar to us, but because they're very different from us. And accept one another, just as in Christ you accepted us. I can't think of a bigger divide than the difference between the creator and the creation. And you accepted us, God, fully. I pray that we would accept people, other people as well, and love other people well. That, that catch-all phrase, everyone else, God. And the people that we, have, we struggle with the most, may we grow and be given a love and a grace for those people. And a humility, a heart of humility, a, a heart of recognition of the grace we've received that we can then pour out in the service of other people who are not like us and who are not part of even our body. And in this way, I pray that you would let your kingdom expand in Saratoga Springs, in our region. As people experience your love, as people experience your grace, your acceptance, even your help through the church and by your spirit, may your kingdom expand. And we even look tonight... And we realize that even during this time, there are new people in our fellowship, new people who have been touched 
by the love of God who are responding to the simple grace. And may that increase. May there be more people who come to know the love and grace found in Jesus Christ. Finally, I ask, Lord, that you would strengthen our hearts so that we will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when you come with all of your holy ones. Father, I remember when Matthew 24, Jesus prayed, uh, Jesus, Jesus prophesied that because of the increase of wickedness in the world, the love of people will grow cold. And people's love is growing cold around us, God. All around us, our love is growing cold. I pray that we would be strengthened, that we would not be closed off, we'd be warmed by the love of your Holy Spirit. And that we would be um, humble and standing in good standing uh, with you, God, walking with you, confident that we will be with you as you come and bring the fulfillment of your kingdom. So we lift up this passage. We thank you for your word. And uh, as Greg shared, Lord, this prayer, if we will do this one thing, love, it will be enough. If we will do this one thing, love, it will be enough. Let us love, not with just words, but in action and in truth. And bless your people, Lord. We, we lift up our, our plans, God. We lift up our preparations. We have, we have made a way to honor um, each other and honor our state and our, our local authorities and to honor you by coming together in this way. I pray that we would uh, continue to be safe. I pray that we would continue to be understanding, loving, and accepting of one another, even with our differences. And I pray that you would bless this body, Lord. Um, it's so much more than this building. We've seen that. In fact, I'm, I more than ever feel that this church is just the people that make it up and has nothing to do with this place that we're standing right now. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this body, for this family. Uh, may our love increase. May, may your uh, grasp of various people in this region uh, be solidified. May they be brought in to this beautiful, loving family that you've created here on Exit 15. Now I'm going to bless you as we, as we close for the night. May the Lord bless you and keep you and shine his face upon you. May he make his grace known to you. May he warm your heart with his love. And may you in turn go and live.